Good evening and welcome to Italian Impact Weekly. I'm your co-host, Steve Stefano Mancini. And my name is Claudio Relsano. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in to our show. Claudio, it's a special show. It's They're a all special. Well, that's true. This is a sad, yet happy, yet special, yet interesting show. So for all of our radio listeners, a little bit of an announcement to make. We have been doing this show for what, over a little over a year now. And uh, very grateful to all of our listeners. In fact, we have literally seen, we have people from all over the world downloading the show, listening to us online. And frankly, um, the ugly truth is that's just the way it's going. Everything is going to a streaming online service. And we've been offering both, you know, trying to stay, you know, in connection with the local Pittsburgh area. And we're going to continue to do that. We're going to still continue to work with a lot of local folks here. We're still out of Pittsburgh, and that's still our, you know, our home sweet home. But with that being said, we're going to transition from radio and streaming to just streaming. Yeah, uh, I'm excited about it. And, you know, anymore, no offense, Toria, we grew up on radio. I know. I'm, and I think that was the draw for yeah, me. And we loved saying, hey, we're on radio. But uh, most people, it's more convenient. Before, when we were growing up, Steve, we didn't have that option. Right. We had to That's listen right. to, you know, be it Myron Cope, uh, you know, from 6 to 8. We had to make sure we were in a, in a car, a parent's car, or for me, a clock radio, right? Or a Stan Saverin, or whatever we listened to. Dr. Demento. I didn't listen to him, believe really? it or not. Really? Nah, wow. I was, we'll, we'll, we'll have to take that online. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely huge with uh, Stan Saverin and for sure Myron Cope. But um, I grew up with those guys. But now, you know, people are busy and, right. and they're all over the place. And, and when they're walking or they're running, they're listening to things. They listen to podcasts. I know I listen to podcasts all the time. At your own convenience. Okay. You know, we're going to make it convenient for everybody. Same uh, content. We're still going to be talking to a lot of wonderful guests, a lot of successful uh, Italian business people, some some athletes, uh, some entertainers, artists, all of that. We're still going to do, you know, pretty the same thing. We're right. going to maybe even have some uh, shows just us like today. But the only difference is it's going to be a podcast and streaming and you can tune in uh, whenever you'd like and um, we're still looking for sponsors and it's even better for the sponsors in a sense because you know not not necessarily better but don't forget on a podcast it stays up right you know the like on my show i've had uh, some former sponsors that uh, you know couldn't sponsor anymore for whatever reason from three years ago and if somebody listens to a show that i did three years ago it's still up so, so you, get, you get a lot of bang for your buck. So funny story on that. When I was a kid, I, I still love Abbott and Costello. And I'm young. You know, that's way before my sure. time. But I still think they're funny. I remember as a kid, I had a record, an Abbott and Costello record. And it was a recording of their radio show. Mm. And the original commercials yeah. were still in it, to your yeah. point. I just thought that was the coolest thing to be listening to a commercial, you know, 40 years later. And it's, wow, times have changed. And that was probably in the 80s when I was listening to that. But Yesterday... I was watching something, I forgot what it was, from 75, something like that. And they had, uh, oh, it was, uh, it was uh, Super, Bowl, Super Bowl five Colts against the Cowboys, and they had a pregame with Kirk Gowdy and Joe Namath out on the beach. And they did a commercial. It was Dodge Chrysler. I forgot the car, the name of the car, but I can still see it. And I know some people who had that car, brand new. I think it was like you know four thousand dollars or something like that. It was just great to see that commercial. But yeah, I mean, uh, a four thousand yeah, dollar car. Like wow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you can't yeah. even fill your gas tank no. up for four thousand no. dollars. But um, you know, we we it was great, 
and a thrill to be on the radio. But now, unfortunately, or fortunately, whatever the case is, we're going to go strictly streaming. And uh, we would hope that all of you just slide over. Even somebody like me who's zero uh, good with tech, all you have to do is click on go on www.italianimpactweekly.com. That's it. And then just you'll click on the show that you want. Steve has done. He criticizes himself. I criticize him for criticizing himself. <laughs> it, he did, a, in my opinion, a fantastic job on the website. I know some people who've done websites, Steve. I, I, I was talking about this the other day. As a matter of fact, I might get you a, a, a small job doing a website. But it's complicated as hell. you got to do this and do that and click this and upload. I don't want to do that. I Keep just want to click sailor. on something. Yeah, that's it. I want to click on it and listen to a show. That's it. You know, and that's what we have. So, again, go to www.italianimpactweekly.com and or www.crsmmedia.com. You'll hear a bunch of shows there and some other things. But, um, yeah, italianimpactweekly.com, Italian Impact Weekly is still going to be live and kicking. And uh, we love doing it. We've I went to a supermarket in Swickley and some guys, oh, Claudio, I heard your show, you know, on the podcast. And so, you know, we're still going to be uh, doing it. The irony is, is I did have somebody come up to me and say, I couldn't hear it on the radio the other day. And I said, well, maybe it was just distance thing. But um, and, I, and I feel bad for the folks that are listening on the radio and you're maybe you're not tech savvy. But look, it's super easy. You know, if you just go into your computer, somebody can introduce you to impact Italian impact It's out there. All the shows are out there. All the old shows are out there. All the new shows are out there. We're going to continue putting shows out there, continue having great guests. And with that being said, you know, so Claudia, we were talking about what do we want to do for this show, you know, and I'm, you know, usually we kind of line our guests up, you know, well in advance. And I think we both kind of just we don't necessarily want a show because we've got a year's worth of content to talk about. And it's funny because, you know, I was thinking about some of the guests and, you know, before the show, I actually forgot some of the guests. And we, we just thought, well, what was that guy's name? I was like, oh, man, I can't remember. Like, don't take it personal. Right. You know, I just can't remember names. I mean, if there was one thing that the good Lord did not bless me with, it was an ability to remember names. You know, I've coached for years, That's and it so would take me forever to go through the names. I teach, and I can't remember the kids' names. It's like, don't take it personal. Willie Mays used to call me, say hey. Say hey. He didn't know everybody's names. So he said, say hey. And I, Babe Ruth used to call, I forgot what he called everybody. But uh, he, he didn't call them by names either. You know, speaking of, again, I'm dating myself, but it was funny. I was, just the other night, I like to watch MeTV, and I watch the old shows. Mm-hmm. And I was flipping, but I think it was like Hogan's Heroes or something, and it was Johnny Carson was on, oh, little yeah. Johnny Carson. I watch those all the time. Oh, man, he had, a, he had an old one with Super Dave. Oh, Super Dave Osborne. <laughs> yeah, I was still cracking. What a gimmick, huh? Instead of, oh, man, we talk about, short-lived but funny. But it was funny because he kept doing it on purpose. He kept calling Johnny Carson something different. He called him Jimmy one minute and Jerry one minute. He's yeah, like, yeah. oh, okay, Jerry, we'll be right and Jimmy's like, ah, it's Johnny. <laughs> so I just, thought, I just thought that was still what funny. What a gimmick that was, doing being a daredevil and getting all busted up. And always like being the, one, the failure daredevil. You know, yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty good. That, no, he had a – again, there, there was some originality. I mean, there was definitely a lot more originality back then because nobody had done it yet. So the, the thing is, it's, it's kind of like you're – if you're the first person to do something, even if you didn't do it that well, you're always the first person first. to do it. You're the original. Oh, that was the original. That was the first one. And there will be a lot of people that will say, no matter what, that was the best. That was the best. It's like a remake of a song. There are instances where the remake is better, but I like I get it. You know, there's some sentimental like that was the first time, that was the yeah. first, and they made it ten different times. And you're like, oh, all right, you know, <laughs> we, we we get it. We get it. You can't write a new song. I understand. Here's your trivia. Then let's have a little fun trivia here. 
Who was our first guest? Oh, Dr. Roscoe. That's right. Because he's the one. We, we, it was funny because we were recording live in the station at that time. Yeah, that was Oh, yeah, but by, by the way, for our listeners, there's a little secret for you. We haven't been live in a little while. Yeah, was that, yeah that was live. We were live. We were live for the first, I think it was almost the first two months. Yeah. We were going into well, the station. We were going sales, yeah. That was just too much of a drive. I mean, and the, you know me, I don't like traffic. I'd leave way early oh, yeah. I'd go to a, the a particular. With the Denny's. Well, they're not paying us, oh. so I'm not saying <laughs> a That's right. I, I, I actually I, don't. And I'd wait, and uh, you know, but it was it was. They were was always fun. nice to me, so I can't, yeah, I can't, oh, no, I got to no. throw. But you know, the station was great too. I mean, they were. Yeah. And, and for the record, the station is a very wonderful station. Oh, they did a great job. This is this. Uh, the, the truth is, this decision is is at the end of the day. Let's be honest, it's economics. Yeah. What's the draw on the radio versus the streaming? What's the advertising revenue? And you got to do the numbers. We encourage people to call. Uh, get get in touch with them. They were great with us, and they did a great job. And like I said, in all honesty, as a kid, um, I always you know always listened to radio. KDK with Jack Bogut and uh, Cigna and all those guys. That great lineup of KDK and I mentioned Mark. Man, we were on the radio too. You know, we had a yeah. nice run on the radio, and um, so it was an honor and a thrill to do it. Now we're just moving on to strictly where it, it, it's the times. It's just right. the way we. That's what we feel. It doesn't mean it's right or wrong. It just means that's what's good for us. Well, it's fun. It's funny you say that because um, to your point, growing up on the radio, to me, I'm still like, well, the radio. You talk to these younger people. They're like, oh, radio. Oh, okay, why are you doing that? Like, ugh. Well, even <laughs> like CDs. I still have. Uh, CDs for oh, my yeah. car. Oh, you can download them. You know, I did that, and it's a pain. And, and not you don't get all the songs you want. I, I, I like the CDs. Remember the old 8-tracks? I, yeah, I, I do. I, I used to record from record to 8-track. You know what I didn't like is whenever you would record off the radio, and the DJ would go, man, that's a great song. Right, Dan. Oh, like, like, you're, you're listening to the closing of the song. And, yeah. nah, 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 nah. Well, well, well right, like, right. shut up. <laughs> let, let me throw you a curve now, baseball guy that oh, I am. Oh, no. Who was your favorite guest? Um, the politically correct answer is to say they were all wonderful, but I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, I still, for some reason, and maybe it's sentimental, I, I liked Mario Andretti. Yeah. I, I really, it was <laughs> something about him, his demeanor, the stories, you know, who the guy was. It's, you know, again, it's like I, we've always said this. It's easy to look at someone that's successful and gloss over everything that got them there. Now, there are some people, especially nowadays, the problem nowadays is, and I might be crazy, I think it does seem like, and you tell me if I'm wrong on this, a lot of athletes, they pay their dues at the same time. They don't pay their dues quite the same. I, I don't know if it's just, I mean, they just, they uh, almost instantly, if you make it, you make it. There's no like, you know, we're going to, you're on, you know, it's going to take you eight years of grinding away to get up there with the exception of maybe baseball and, and some of the minor leaguers, but but truth be told is, I mean, the old athletes didn't make those millions of dollars. So there's a, there's a quite reality that they weren't going to die rich. I want to say that when Mario won the Indy in 69, he signed a five-year deal with Firestone at 250 a year back then, which is a lot, a lot of, money. of money. But now, like for example, Joe Theismann, uh, he said that when he broke his leg in 85, he was, he was the third third or fourth high, fourth highest paid football player in the league at a million a year, which is a lot of money. But now when you're talking to some of these guys, 30 million a year, 40 million guaranteed. a year. Guaranteed. Who, who, what did Cleveland sign? What, oh, Deshaun Watson. Oh, my God. That's a guaranteed contract. Yeah. What the heck? But um, Theismann 
Was Way to go, Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> That's working out real well for you. Theismann was very and, – and who brought him to the playoffs? A guy who was sitting on the couch, yeah. Jeff Flacco. But Theismann, I, I forgot who it was. It was – oh, uh, I believe the owner of the, of the Washington team at the time said, insure, get insurance for your, mm. for your lay. He says, no, I think it was Jack Kent Cook, the very famous attorney who owned the Washington team. It's not – no, I insist you do that. He did. And – and he locked out because he broke his leg and never played again. Now, Joe's done fantastically well outside of that. Despite that, right. Yeah. But Mario, I knew the answer, but you don't hear it on a lot of interviews. And that's something that I do on my show, something that we did on Talking Business Show, and even on the Italian show with some of the athletes, be it Vince Papali, Chris Corciani, Andretti, Ferragamo. I just mentioned Joe Theismann. What did they do after their careers? Right. I'm, now, Another thing that people don't care about, and I get it. If you don't have a personal relationship, somebody says, why should I care about that person? Like, I, I get it. Yeah. But there's always something you can learn from them. That, that's, that, that was what it was for right. me. It was learning. Like, did people know? Everybody knew that Andretti won races. Right. Terrific. Everybody knew that he did. But I'm not going to learn how to run, win races watching him. Right. So what can I learn from him? Exactly. What can I learn from a successful person? Exactly. Not only that, but what did he do to sustain his life lifestyle? He was in the petroleum business, which put the the money that he made in the uh, racing thing to shame. Matter of fact, his I just sent him a birthday card. He's gonna be 84 on the 28th, and he's still at it. He said, "I'm never gonna retire until they put me in a box." But what did he do, Jerry Cooney? What did he do? Everybody knew about his fight against Norton and Holmes and all that. What did he do after his career was over? Horse racing owner, minor league baseball, appearances, speaker, investments. He's, he's doing fine. He's one of – if you go from – not now so much, but if you go – and this is not a actual study, but a, a pretty good guess. If you go from 96, I'd say, 1996 back in boxing, you could probably name 10 fighters that have done incredibly well financially. After their career was over, you know, still had their money. And Jerry's one of them. Larry Holmes is one. Boom Boom Mancini is one of them. You know, Jack Dempsey, Marciano, Graziano, Gene Tunney, George Foreman, Sugar Ray Leonard. Uh, Donnie Lalonde's done well. Um, what about Joe Frazier? Unfortunately, no. I was going to uh, say. And Ali made, you know, money after he was done being who he was. Yeah, that was, that was more of a celebrity um, status. Yeah, right. yeah, right, right. A different well, kind just, of celebrity status. Right. Joe DiMaggio made money being Joe DiMaggio. Bruno San Martino made money being Bruno San Martino. Leonard, Sheree Leonard, commercials, speeches, Donnie, real estate, um, Andretti again, petroleum uh, business. So I, and I like that. You know, I, I get into that. So Ferragamo, real estate, owner, and, and uh, mortgage company, wine. Chris Corciani, Real estate, because you even asked a question. Why is everybody doing real estate? David Diaz, the boxer, on Talking real estate. Business, uh, real estate. <laughs> Chris Corciani on Italian Impact Weekly. We'll stick with that. He was real estate. Then he did um, a mortgage company, now a title company, and he's doing very well. And he said, "Hey, I'm good." You know, and I, I remember you commended him for that. So, for me, I guess my favorite. I mean, obviously, you know, you talk to Andretti. And I still remember the room, I said this numerous times, the room I was in, my hallway, playing, I don't know what I was playing, it may have been with some cars, to be honest with you. And I can still see my mom saying in Italian, Evinciuto, Evinciuto, Andretti Evinciuto, he won the, and I was, I wasn't five yet. 
But don't I, I remember where my mom was standing? That's how crazy that is. All you know is your mom's screaming and jumping in the air. Yeah, no, she she was happy about him winning, and and here I am interviewing the guy or you know friends with the guy. It's, it's like what? But the one that I I, I got them. I got them. I got a lot out of all of them, you know, because I try to learn something from all of them. And I ask him, you know, when things were down, how did you, you know, get from point A to point B, stuff like that. But Cruciani's was good, you know, how mm-hmm. he, you know, he leveraged his his basketball career as Andretti did, as Ferragamo did. They leveraged their careers in, in their respective sport to do something else, um, because the, the career doesn't last forever. Like what, I've been very lucky when I go to Florida including, now I'm exaggerating here somewhat, I, I've been putting a uniform on since 1974, you know, as, as a little little league player. But here I am, 59 years old, still putting a uniform on, and I don't take that for granted. Uh, Does your wife ever say, take that thing off, it's time to go to bed now? <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, as long as I'm bringing money, she don't care. Uh, but I, I'm very lucky. But Still, one of these days, you know, like I told Corciani, that's why I'm preparing, as Greg Norman said, to prepare my life for I'm no longer number one golfer in the world. One of these days, baseball might not want me. Or maybe I won't want it. Who knows? Uh, and you want to transition to something else. But So I, I learned from these guys, and I respect and admire them. But how about some of the, you know, some of the other guests that we had? Well, we've had some. We've actually had some fun guests. I think one of the ones that really stuck with me, and yes, Dominica, I'm going to give you a little bit of credit, was when she when she used a phrase I'd never heard in my life was the historical memory, and she talked. We were talking about it was one of those things that I mean to this day I still think about that little point of the conversation. You know, we talked about how you know first time we went like overseas to Italy or something. We we and we were like I, like I feel like I've been like I, like I'm home. And I thought that was just unusual for me. I'm thinking, ah, you're just being a little too sentimental. When someone else said the same thing, I thought, I'm not crazy. And sometimes it was that affirmation. It still sticks in my head. I'm still trying to process, like, what does that mean? And it almost makes me think, is there some kind of, um, I know this will sound crazy, but it's like, is there some kind of genetic predisposition where, you know, our roots come from, for example, that says, you know, hey, you belong here. You're over here, but you're never really going to be home until you're over here. You know, like, I don't know what it is. It was, you know oh. what it is now? I, I know what it, what it was for me, but... No, it, I, I don't. I, don't. I, but but, I, but I get, like I said, when I go, I, I, I know this is cheesy because of the show we're on, but at the same time, when I go back, people say, why? Like, I don't know. I just know when I go there, I feel good. I feel relaxed. I feel comfortable. I feel like I'm home. I just, it just, it's just right. And I've been to other countries. I've lived in other countries. I've lived all over Asia. Um, I've been to other countries in Europe, you know, I've been south of the border, north of the border. It was just a feeling. It was just something about that that just something that just hit me to connect, to click. And I was like, wait a minute, this is right. I should be here. Anywhere in Italy or a particular spot? Well, ironically enough, um, I felt, I just, I don't know, it's something about Rome. But that's not where your family's from. They're from, well, depends which ones. The ones, I I have half is from Calabria and the other half is from Abruzzo, which, as you know, is just east of Rome, a couple hours east of Rome. So I don't know the why, but I know when I went out, when I went to Abruzzo, I went to a little town called Pesco Costanza. It's up in the mountains, little beautiful little town. You're looking over these beautiful hills. There's another little town down in the valley. It's like, it's like a postcard. And you're like, wouldn't it just be terrible to see this every day, Sar- you know, sarcasm intended. But when I was there, there was, there was the connection – the connection there is when you're walking in the footsteps of other people, just like when I went to Calabria, right. to know that, you know, my, my cousin still has the home where my great-grandfather was born. You're, there is definitely a something there. 
But when I, I don't know what it is about Rome, or just when I'm in Rome, I just feel like, okay, this is, this is where I want to be. Right. I, I don't know how to explain it. For me, when, when she said that, it hit me again when, my, when I went to Italy and walked the same steps that my dad did when he was a little kid. I, went, I was in the house that he was born. You know, my dad. Did your family still own that house? No. Okay. No, not anymore, no. I, got I don't know if you had a relative did. that still they had They did up a couple, gotcha. until a couple of years ago. But um, uh, it, was, it was nice being in that house that my, my dad was born, right? right? And then my mom, I was, I was uh, at the house my, my, that, that she was born and she lived in. And also the church that my mom and dad got married in, which was a beautiful church. I mean, you, talk, you want to talk about, and this is no offense to other, we were watching, my wife and I were watching uh, Sopranos uh, about a week ago, the episode where they were in Paris. It's a beautiful statue, beautiful. I'm not saying that. But in Italy, eh, a little bit different. They have the veins. They have the, the veins and the muscles, right. the, the, what do you call these, arteries in right. the eye. It's like, damn, they were detailed, detailed yeah. right? But anyway, so I was in that church where they got married, you know, and it's like, and it hit me. But it, so it hit me there. But also, I told you guys, I told the audience and you, when I was in Chicago in December for the Italian Hall of Fame, and everything there was just how, and, and again, not from the neck up, it was from the heart. Right. You can see when they were talking about Italy, when they were talking about being Italian, more than being in Italy. It, it wasn't so much that. It was, it was about being Italian and how, what it meant to them and the struggles and all people struggled. Right. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, we're the only ones. Everybody struggled. Everybody has a story. But, um, and that's Sean Stellato, who we will have on the show, uh, talked about his, I like the fact that he knows his family's from Calabria, Sambiasi, and his grandmother, how much he adored her. And he, you know, the, the, and, they, and one thing, I, I was very upset about it. And the Mannings on their Manning cast or whatever the hell they call it, they just busted his chops up one side and down the other. And I didn't like that, okay? And, you know, and it was a, and they gave a half-hearted apology. And you know, Stilato said something, you know, my daughters and my wife listened to that. And they kind of insulted him and they made fun of him. And of course, the stereotype, what's in the bag? What's in the bag? Is there cannolis or, you know, this, that, another gun? Whatever they said. And, and you know, that stereotype is difficult. The only, the only group that's allowed to still be insulted, no, by no. the way. And, mm. and why is he worthy that the fedora? honors his grandfather and Frank Sinatra. Why is he dressed the way he dresses? He wants to honor the, those pra- his ancestors. ancestors. Right. Yeah. So, but anyway, but he was there and, and uh, there was a bunch of other people, obviously Italian people there. And uh, it just made me feel really good. Home, home. And, and uh, it just made me feel very good. And I showed you prior to the show, oh, yeah. the, the big statue of Marciano and the picture of Boom Boom and, and Mancini and, and uh, then all they're gonna they're in the process of having a building for the Italian Hall of Fame in Chicago, and and, and I'm telling you what they have Rocky Marciano's belt, the belt he beat Walcott with for uh, September 50, September 23rd 53. They're gonna have Joe DiMaggio stuff, Vince Lombardi stuff, John Capaletti stuff, Franco Harris's stuff, Andretti stuff. I mean, it's just gonna be ridiculous. It's gonna where, be where's where are they at now? They were somewhere in Chicago. I forgot where they they're moving, oh, okay. and and they're either building something or they're renovating, and it's going to be uh, in Chicago. So and I'm, I'm going to go back again next year. But I really and and I say and I'm I'm a corny guy, sentimental, whatever you want to call it. 
but I'm there. And when they put my name up on the on the screen up there, um, I, I just it wasn't me. It wasn't for me. It was geez, and, and I you believe what you want to believe, people. But I, I believe that my parents still see what I'm doing, hear what I'm saying, and all that. I know they see that, and they're just man. That's my boy. That's my son. You know, and to have my name up there, and then I'm, I'm just telling you what was said to me. I'm not giving you my opinion. I'm just like. Somebody came up to me and said, um, you know, are, when did you get inducted? I said, I, I'm not inducted. I'm the president of the Italian Hall of Fame in Pittsburgh, and I was coached of the year in 16, but no, I, I have not been inducted. I'm a little young to be inducted into the one here, which I hope to be in one day, as egotistical as that may sound. But so oh, you'll, you'll get in the big one, too. When he said that to me, I said, geez, oh man, like Stellato said, to have my name mentioned. You, know, you, may, even, have to, you may have to be dead before that happens. I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> I'm kidding. But to buddy, have my name mentioned right, in the same with breath. those guys, because that's all I heard when I was growing up. Marciano, Graziano, DiMaggio, LaMotta, Campanella, blah, blah, blah. It's like, and then, you know, then you know, Ferragamo's in there, Vinny Paz's in there, Boom Boom's in there, and so on and so forth. Cal- I think Calipari's, he should be. Yeah, Marino better be in there. Marino, oh, of course. <laughs> and, and Pittsburgh, when he got in, in the uh, Pittsburgh one a few years ago, his dad started the Pittsburgh one, Dan Marino yeah. Sr. So uh, I don't know what it was, maybe six, seven years ago. The first thing Dan said was, and I could see his face, said, I thought I was already in this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it took you so long to get me in this, you know. Uh, wrong, wrong Hall of Fame. Montana's buddy, in it, and I'm in it. My dad started this, you know. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, again, I would absolutely – I know it sounds – you hear athletes, oh, I don't think about it. Yeah, you do. You can't not. Sure you do. You know what? You can't not because you grow up. To your point, you grow up. What makes you passionate about the sport? Part of it is playing the sport, but you're, but you're looking at other people while you're playing the sport. Those are the ones that are teaching you how to play the sport. And then eventually you get exposed to the greats. And you go, oh, that was, that's, I want to be like him. Yeah. You, can't not, you can't not play a sport and think that way. But when you're have, a kid, you're playing a sport. Thinking, you're pretending to be that yes, person. Yes, you are. Thank you. And, and another two guys, you know, Jim Valvano, who I adored, Bruno Sammartino, to have mine. I'm not saying I'm anywhere near those guys, Lombardi. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that if, you know, if I continue to, you know, pile up some things and and I'm honored enough to, to, to get in it would be I don't know if I remember when Bill Mazeroski gave his Hall of Fame speech I want to say in 99 he couldn't give it he couldn't give it and he just said forget it I'm done and because he couldn't finish wow. it you know he just couldn't Emotional. do it very and for me it would be you know again I still see myself as an eight-year-old kid throwing a ball up against the wall you know but for me it would be more for my mom and dad and you know, my wife too, obviously. But I want my daughter to hopefully have, you know, hey, that's my dad. Right. You know, or get have impact from it. And and not only that, not only that, but whenever, like I did a speech about a month ago, and so many people, Steve, so many people have had impact in my life. The old Italian say, if you ever see a turtle on top of a fence post, you know he didn't get there alone. I certainly had a lot of people help me, without question. And if I can, you know, like some of my players will say, hey, Coach, I remember when you said this, and it helped me through that. Boy, that, that means more to me than a championship. You know, whatever. My players said, Coach, you're not allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I can. <laughs> now get on the ice. <laughs> yeah, get on the ice. But you know, hopefully, God willing, if I keep uh, 
doing it and, and uh I, I that would just be you gotta have a goal man yeah you gotta have a goal yeah. all right listen folks we appreciate you spending some time with us again apologize for our radio listeners that this might indeed be our last one on the radio but certainly will not be our last show again we're going to go to a full streaming way of doing this because it just makes it a little easier for everyone to be able to have access to the shows we're already streaming in radio right now but again we've got a way the pros and the cons of doing it both ways and ultimately at the end of the, the day we have to make a decision and we've just decided as grateful as we are to our radio listeners that we're going to just go to a full online streaming offering of the show we hope that you continue to listen we hope you continue to download us and again we have listeners from and, all over and the world and I, I oh, gotta please. put this in because again you and me are night and day Polar opposite. I have zero idea how to do what you did with the website, with the tech stuff. So just take it from me. All if I can listen to a podcast, you know, when people say streaming, I said, "What the hell is streaming? Sure. What are you talking about?" All you have to do is go to www.italianimpactweekly. At, you know, I've had people on my show. I've had some older people in their seventies, eighties who went to listen to Andretti. Actually, they said my grandson helped me get on. And once once you learn once you how to do it, it you right. you go on Google, punch up ItalianImpactWeekly.com. It'll show up. Click on it. You'll see all the episodes. Steve makes it. What do they call that? Uh, user friendly. I call it idiot proof. Oh, right. I was in yeah, the Navy. Whatever. We could keep you, it simple, sailor. User user friendly. Click on it and listen to it. That's it. But not only that, but if we're on all the major streaming services, so if you go out to iHeart, iTunes, Amazon Music, or if the you website go out, itself, right, go out to the website itself, Podbean. We're on all the streaming services. We want you to continue to enjoy our show. We're going to continue to do the show. And Claudia and I always say, we're doing it for you. At the end of the day, this is for you having some fun, bringing some folks together, positively promoting the Italian culture. Because I'm going to tell you right now, it still frustrates me to see the stereotypes that are made against the Italian community. And I don't see the outrage. But God, you do that against other communities and you know, stand by. But for some reason, we just seem to be the exception. So we need to stand together as the Italian community and say, you know what? We're not just a bunch of, you know, goons. We're not a bunch of criminals. We're not lazy. In fact, we are responsible for a lot of the great things in the last several thousand years of humanity's ascent, you know, so... Uh, I, I'm just going to add this. Please. There's a wall in Swickley. It's, the road's called Blackburn Road, and it starts at the YMCA in Swickley, if anybody's familiar with it. And it's a winding road. And I remember when I was a little kid, maybe, I don't know, six, something like that, my dad said, our people built this. And they did. The Italians would come over here, and, and it's still standing. Yeah, there was a few wrecks to put a few holes in it, you know. But, um, yeah, like you said, we did a lot. Hey, everybody contributed. Right. And we're, but this show is called Italian Impact, so we're going to talk about the Italian Impact. Everybody contributed to this wonderful state. Uh, a country without question. We're not, you know, meaning that by no means, but we're just uh, emphasizing that. Like, for example, if you listen to a sports show, what do you think they're going to talk about, Steve? Sports. Go figure. If you listen to a basketball podcast, what do you think they're going to talk about? Basketball. This is an Italian podcast. We're talking about Italians. So, um, again, uh, we, we hope we, we really hope you guys enjoy this. And I think we're the only game in town, if I'm not mistaken. We are the last one standing. Um, however, if we're off the radio, we might not be the last one standing. Anymore, no, that's but okay. that's okay. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this commercial. 
Remember, you can hear all our shows on www.italianimpactweekly.com or www.crsmmedia.com. And here are such great guests as Mario Andretti, Vince Ferragamo, Vince Papali, Chris Corciani, as well as many, many successful businessmen and women in the Italian community. And if you're looking to promote your business, please connect with Steve and I at questions at italianimpactweekly.com. Not only will we air your commercials, but we can produce one for you. We will do the voiceover, whatever you need. We promise we'll do it. We'll do a good job. And we also promise to get you as much publicity as we possibly can at a fantastic price. Everybody needs uh, help promoting. He who has a thing to sell and goes and whispers in a well is not apt to get the dollars as he who climbs a tree and hollers. So connect with Steve and I at questions at italianimpactweekly.com and we will help you out. Also, my show, The Claudio Relsano Show, which now the content will be not only sports, but also business and life. And I've had such great guests as Rocky Blyer, Jim Rooker, Sid Bream, Dick Vermeil, Ken Griffey Sr., Robin Cole, Mario Andretti, Vinny Pazienza, Don Lalonde, former heavyweight champ Mike Weaver, Jerry Cooney. And again, we're going to be talking to, still talk to some wonderful former athletes, how they got from point A to point B in their careers and what they did with their life after their career. And also my book, and talk business with a lot of people as well, a lot of local business people. And my book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office. Please go to ClaudioRelsano.com for that. And if you are looking for somebody to do a ribbon cutting or appearance or bring some people to your store or your storefront or whatever, or if you're looking for speakers at an event, Steve and I are your guy. We talk about leadership, about business, about overcoming, about motivation. We will do a good job for you, passionate job. So uh, get in touch with us again at questions at italianimpactweekly.com. Thanks to Greater Pittsburgh Travel. For any of your travel needs, let Tom and the team at Greater Pittsburgh Travel know and they'll take care of you. For more information, call 412-331-2244 or visit their website at www.greaterpittsburghtravel.com. For all of your plumbing needs, be sure to try Pellucci Plumbing. Nick and the team have decades of experience and will get you back up and running. For more information, call Pellucci Plumbing at 412-782-5050. And we want to thank the Calabria Club of Pittsburgh. If you're interested in learning more, you can find their contact information on Facebook at Calabria Club of Pittsburgh. Again, thanks Domenica and the team at the Calabria Club of Pittsburgh for your support. And we want to thank La Scuola d'Italia Galileo Galilei, the only nonprofit school in Pittsburgh endorsed by the Italian consulate. If you're interested in learning Italian or have your children being immersed in the Italian culture and language, be sure to give them a call at 412-404-7070. That's La Scuola d'Italia Galileo Galilei. We'd also like to thank Chris Gonzalez from the Knights of Columbus. If you have any questions about joining the Knights of Columbus, reach out to Chris Gonzalez at 412-605-9074. All right, welcome back, folks. And again, we're just sort of reminiscing on our last radio show before we go to a strictly online version as we keep trying to tell our listeners, especially our radio listeners, one, thank you very much for tuning in. And two, it's very easy to find us online at italianimpactweekly.com. Go out there. You'll see the, the, the episodes. Just click on it and enjoy the episode. Glad a little fun, uh, little fun question for you, though. When we started doing this, we, we sort of started local. We went national, and then we went international. Uh, a lot of the guests that we've had on here, a lot of interesting stories. We've had, uh, 
I, do you remember the one where we asked and we said, oh, tell us about your family spin? Well, my father didn't really like Italian yeah. culture. How about those Mets? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, is, are, there any, are there any moments that stand out to you in either a funny or a, I can't believe that just happened way? That always stands out because that was one of our first. Like going to a basketball show to your point saying, well, I don't really like basketball. Okay, well, welcome to the show, folks. Right. You and I had, you know, we we have somewhat of an idea of what we're going to talk about with these people. She was sitting over there and you and I were ready to go. And this was one of our first shows. Yeah, it was early. And um, so, so, you know, where's your family from in Italy? Oh, my father never talked about being from Italy. He hated being (laughs) Italian. So Steve and I looked at each other. Okay. Okay, uh, so what else is going on? You know, so that stood out. Um, again, uh, you know, um, what was her name? Uh, from, from, oh, I'm forgetting her name. She she's with the uh, she has the school. The school. Oh, Angela. Angela. Jeez, I'm sorry. Angela. Hello, Angela. Welcome uh, to the show. <laughs> my apologies, Angela. She was great, and and what I really enjoyed about her was her. Everybody talks about passion. It wasn't just passion. But how important it was for her, for people to, for Italian people to learn how to speak Italian. And also a lot of the guests, and that's something you and I wanted to, for people to know. Where are you from? Where are you from? Italy. Uh, we know that. <laughs> but where in Italy? You know, so we wanted to get a little bit more, Adi, uh, and a lot of people did. Um, so Angela was great. Dominica was great. The, the one lady who... Her parents didn't like uh, being Italian. That, that was fine. I had a former player of mine that when you were away, oh, yeah. Dominic, you were in Italy. Uh, Dominic Perry, uh, great kid. He's an accountant. Uh, that was special to me as well. But, you know, again, uh, when, when Andretti and Corciani and Vince Papali and Ferragamo, guys I grew up watching. Um, yeah, the Papali one was kind of cool for me because, you know, I, look, I'm gonna, like I said it to him. I think I, said, I think I even said it on the show, and I said it to you. I'm not, I'm not afraid to say this. He was a little before my time. I hadn't heard of him until I saw the movie. Sure. Now, you see the movie, and you're like, because he, he wasn't like a big name in the NFL. He made the team. He did all right. He made a couple of years. But now you see this movie where they're like, and you're like, whoa, who's this guy? I never, never heard about this yeah. story. And when we had him on the show, and I'm just thinking, I, I mean, I was, like, to your point, I'm just like, whoa, like, this, this is freaking Vince Papali. Did you see it at the movie theater? Because I still have the ticket stub at home. Really? Before no. I knew this. I can't remember. What year was that out? Something tells me that. She, well, my daughter went too, so I think it was six, 2006. So has it been almost 20 years already? Holy. Yeah, because he started playing in 76. Oh, yeah. He was, that, was, that was years. But the movie right. came way later. But, yeah, no. But, uh, but that's to your point, though. That's one of those ones where you're like, whoa, I'm talking to this guy for real. And, you know, I now, Grant, like I said, I wouldn't have heard of him. 2006. For, yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't have heard of him for, uh, you know, except for the movie. But the point is, then you learn about them, and then you're talking to them, and you're just like, whoa. Like, it, it, there is something. Everybody puts their pants on one leg. No doubt. We're all equal. No doubt. But there are some people, there are a lot of people, and some of them, are, we'll call them unsung heroes in life. There are people that are very successful in a quiet way. They're not... They're not movie stars. They're not, you know, actors. They're, or, you know, or sorry, they're not sports, you know, a- athletes, whatever. But there are people that are successful in what they do and they're quiet about it. And then there's others that everybody knows about their success. So got it. But there is something to be said when you're honoring somebody that is successful in a more public forum to go, whoa, I am, you know, in some way or form now connected to that person. Even if it's something as benign as an interview, it's still something like I talk to that person. 
to me, that's not necessarily a good way to think about people because then you start, but then you start putting people on pedestals. And like I always tell my kids, don't put me on a pedestal because it's gonna be too easy to knock me down. You know, so I believe again, we're all equal, but there is something to be said about saying like, wow, that's, that's so-and-so that did that because there's a lot of quiet people that I still admire and, and tell them, well, I, you did a great job, blah, 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 in the same way, but nobody's going to know who they are because they just go through it quietly in life. So. I, I think the one thing, uh, the one guest that we had that you didn't know much about him at the beginning, but by the time the show ended, I think you really admired him a little bit, if I'm wrong. Let me know. Chris Corciani. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you really liked his story and Good. how he built his business. And another guy, if you remember, I was deathly sick. Not deathly sick, but I was sick. Bob Bazzelli. Oh, yeah. From uh, He's Bloomfield, and he went to uh, Central Central, Central and all that. He's we had a few Central guys on here, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, the high school, again, we get no money out of this, but that high school's put out some good people. No doubt. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> and uh, he's Smokey Robinson's business right. manager. And, and he's very successful, very good guy, and uh, I enjoyed that um, when I wasn't coughing. But um, yeah, for the record, those coughs were you, not were me. me. <laughs> they were me. Because Joe, uh, Joe, will be trying to cut cut that stuff out. I'm not sick, and here it is. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah Joe would tell me, I'm trying, I'm trying to cut the coughing out. That's why he actually had these nice buttons put in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I've been good so far. You know, I remember a couple of Februarys ago. Well, it was March. It was in what was COVID twenty. So 19, I was scheduled to go to Florida with my team, and I was sick. And I went to uh, MedExpress because uh, the emergency room was filled in Swickley. And um, you know, she told me that I had the flu, you know, bad flu or whatever. I said, well, I have to go to Florida tomorrow with my team. She says, if you go, you might not come back. I said, I'm the coach. I have to go, <laughs> you know. But so far, I'm, I'm leaving soon. So uh, hopefully I don't get sick in the meantime. So did you go? No. Wow. No. And you want to talk about hard. I, I was, what, what do they no. call that? Uh, game changer, I think it is. And you're watching your guys on this game changer. Oh. And it, it was the hardest games I ever. You guys looked really good. And they, you know, the bad thing is, well, I, don't, I shouldn't say the bad thing. We won. We went like three and one. I said, hell, they're going to say, they don't, we don't need that guy anymore. We can do it ourselves. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. We used your game plan, Coach. Oh, <laughs> we did everything you but told you know us what? to do. We just did the opposite. They, we won. They would call me after games. Coach, we went, and I, what a special group. But yeah, if, you know, another thing, too, it's hard to believe that because we talked about it. We had meetings about it. I want to say November-ish of 22. We talked. Oh, about to start this. doing the show. Yeah. Oh heck, you know what we were talking? It's funny you still. Well, we were talking the summer. And so yeah, because I because did I had show, left the other show. Right. I did a show with you. Right. And you were uh, the last guest on that show before I left. Yeah. I see a pattern here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but you were the last guest on the show, yeah. and then after that, I was like, yeah, we're done with that. And, and this is a little bit of a different show. Everybody does right. their thing. We don't just, you know. Yes, we'll ask the same question. Where, where's your family from? Because we want to know. But the but answers we, are almost sometimes more entertaining and interesting. Depends yeah, on the guest. The, we, the guest ultimately makes the show. You can ask no a doubt. good question or a bad no question, doubt. but if you have a good guess. No doubt. And, and, but the thing is, yes, you have to ask that question. But we also ask some personal questions, how their lives are going or how not going, their business, uh, what do they do for a living, and so on and so forth. 
and how their Italian heritage helped them, you know, go from point A to point B, stuff like that. And of course, everybody talks about the Sunday meals and the and the making of the sausage and the holidays and all that. But that's what we do. Right. That's that's who we are. And we're just emphasizing it. We don't roll our eyes when they say that. It's almost validating our culture. That's just what we do. And it's a culture that should be valued and honored. And I think one of the things that all of us that were a part of this show, the younger people, we don't want them to lose it because right. it is special. And they're I, getting more disconnected as the generations yeah. go, and that's the problem. I have, I was telling my daughter uh, this the other day, my daughter Ida, it was really, we used to have, Sebastian Menasalco does a, a bit where when people rang the bell at your house years ago, oh, it was company. It was great. You know, come on in. Not, not announced. Not, can we come? Now that somebody rings a bell, who the hell is that? You know, what do they do? I don't need just, solar panels. Yeah. Go away. <laughs> right. Exactly. But I remember my, our house was always filled. We have Christmas pictures, and I don't know how we ate because there was no room on the table. But it was fun, and, yeah. and it was memorable. And, and, you know, the sense of the fish or the sausage or, or making the sausage, you know, smelling it and, and all that kind of stuff. And it was special. And, and I only hope that people uh, – I'm 59, as I said, but we're doing that with my daughter. So she has that. And she loves – like we make sure we go to the strip district for the holidays and get the holiday food. We can go up street and get it. But we want to go to the strip right. district because it's – holidays well, right. yeah plus more sentimental you know it's yeah, exactly funny, but you know what you said something exactly. really i never again i never thought of that when they ring my doorbell now or i get mail now i'm like there's nothing good coming here <laughs> nothing nothing good's coming in the mail right yeah. and nobody is knocking on your door because if you're not expecting company and someone knocks on your door nowadays because most people are dispersed from their families you know i remember i do remember when i was a kid my grandmother's sisters would come over and visit did and they we, call first and ask to come no, over? They no, just they show just up. show up. And it, but it was always like, no matter how, she may have been in the most miserable mood, but when they showed up, that the whole tone of and the house changed. smelled like coffee. <laughs> they, remember the glass <laughs> coffee pots? Remember those yes. with, the, with that silver filter yeah. thing? That, the, the cookies that were homemade, uh, the wine, the whiskey. You know, I, we still have the little whiskey trays and the and the and the glasses and the Italians would come over and you know, oh man but to your point people are so dispersed you have to coordinate when the family's going to come over I'll be over how about two weeks you guys free next Thursday ah, how about Saturday oh you know what we're gonna be busy or so-and-so's working can we do it how about Sunday too and you coordinate it there's no just people just don't they don't just show up anymore and you know it's funny it's one thing I I, I never appreciated this growing up till later on in life leftovers mm. I never preached because when I'm at my Graham's house, you know, on the table, there would be, what she would do, she would use the old, like, uh, bread bags and old, uh, you know, aluminum foil and just be random things just wrapped up on the table. And you're like, I don't know what's in it, but I'm probably going to end up eating it. And then there'd be stuff like just random containers and stuff in the, in the refrigerator. And, and when, somebody, when somebody came over and you were hungry or something, there was always, you just open one of these containers and there's something in there and you eat it. And, and you know what? You do, I don't have that. Like, there's... I'm such a neat freak now yeah. that I don't have anything on my table that's really like food. <laughs> it's all in the you know the pantry, right. you know. So it's it, it's just so I don't know. It's just so different. Maybe it's probably better the way I eat. I'm a sweets addict, so yeah, yeah I'm a sugar so. junkie. So yeah. maybe not having all these cookies and old pizzelles and some kind of part of a you know cake or something and a aluminum foil on the table is probably a good idea. 
but it's like you don't you know what people don't do that anymore yeah. they throw everything away it's in it's in plastic containers left over from the delivery you know or we went out to eat we brought home the container you know or i got it you know what, what's the the door dash or whatever the ones they, they drop it off at your house <laughs> i mean it's like it's just so yeah. it's so manufactured and fake that it there, there's not even a joy but people say why is the sunday meal so important remember we did that podcast about a month or so ago serentino yeah great great podcast and people say well you know they, they, they look like oh it's, you know sunday meal so what who cares you're missing the point if you think it's just about food it's almost about everything but the food the, the food is a connector that's right. part of it that's the draw that gets that's you there true, but yeah. but that's not what it's really about it's about the time you're going to spend with people. Because I tell you what, one thing that everybody listening knows, the older you get, the more people you're going to say goodbye to in life. And they're not coming back. And those chapters in your life are going to be gone. I, keep, I always tell my kids this, and I tell other people this now, especially now I'm kind of in the, I'm in the tweeners. I'm not young. I'm not old. I'm, in, I'm, in the, I'm just a little over 50. And I say life is, I've finally come to the conclusion, life is like every, every day in your life is a blank page in a book. And every day you get a chance to put something on that page. And then you're going to turn that page. That page is gone. Today is, you know, today is almost over. So by the time today gets over, what you did this morning is already old news. It's already history. You can't, you can't change what you had for breakfast this morning. So every day you wake up, it's a blank page. And you, what are you going to write on that page? And those moments, those, those Sunday moments or that Christmas Eve moments or, you know, like I said, somebody just stopping over moments, that's the stuff you're going to write on those pages. And when you're thinking back, oh, I remember that. That was fun. I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. That's going to be the good memories. Because you're going to get enough negative memories no matter what in life. That's just the way life is. You know, the good Lord tells you, you know, you know, you know pick up your cross and follow me is not an accident. It means you're going to have a <laughs> life is what it is. We're, we're, we're humans. We're stupid. We make mistakes. We do dumb things. And even when we try not to, even if it's an accident, you're going to make a mistake. And then there's going to be somebody who's either intentionally, and you know this, there aren't people that intentionally do things to hurt you, and there are people that unintentionally do things to hurt you. So where are your positive memories come from? They're going to come from them Sunday meals. Yeah. That's why people. That's why we talk about that with such a. It's not just about sitting down, eating a bunch of spaghetti, and yeah. putting on a bunch of weight and drinking wine. Yeah. That is not what it's about. Yeah. It, my daughter, I, I'm glad that she. She really makes sure because we're all over the place, you know. Especially right. now with me, uh, you know, with everything I have going on. But now baseball is kicking off. Uh, really busy. You know, I'm coming in, they're going out. Sure. You know, my daughter's going to grad school. My wife's tutoring at Duquesne, and she's going to work. Yeah, we're, Sundays, okay, We, my daughter likes to have a big meal on Sunday. So yesterday we had uh, uh, chicken Alfredo. Okay, great. You know, a little salad, this, that, another thing. And, and we're, I don't want to say we're catching up because we do talk a lot, but we're Catching up a little bit oh, more. No. I'm sure there's stuff you're, you know, you yeah. haven't seen you two days. What's going on? And it's and you know me, Steve. By now, I'm always you know half cocked and running around and doing this that, and another thing. And uh, matter of fact, I said this before one time. Steve said, "Claudio, let's uh, meet for dinner, you know, tomorrow because you seem a little too wound up." He, Steve wanted to know. He's being very on. mean to me for the record. No, I want that recorded. No, no, but um, good in the trial. <laughs> but but you know, it, it's it was it's relaxing and and. I remember when my we we remodeled this dining room in uh, 2011. She was nine or ten, and I'm watching her grow. She's 23 here soon. Now her boyfriend's coming over. It's like, well, so you better enjoy mm. things and and soak things in. And um, you know, it, it's uh, you know they say memories are roses in December, 
And, you know, last week, my, my daughter, a couple weeks ago, my daughter and I went up street. We go to Starbucks all the time because she loves Starbucks. I, know, I don't know why. I, I think I get it's the toilet water. It's I get toilet the water with sugar. It's disgusting. The frappuccinos are excellent. But anyway, so we, we went to some different shops that my dad used to have friends that owned. Phil Bernstein owned the United Men's Store. Um, and I had been in that. It's not there no, any longer, obviously. But I went in there. I got emotional. We went in some. went into another place and sell some different things and geez my parents bought me that my parents bought and uh so that's what we're trying to do for our daughter create memories so someday like my parents my mom passed on october 8th of 88 my dad february 19th of 2004 but they've never left me and those memories hit me because i had unbelievable memories with my parents and we want to do that for our daughter and one of the things is the sunday dinner right just you know, get like, together, chat, like this hang week, out. Right. My daughter, we're not going to have dinner together till Friday, because mm-hmm. every they're like today they're gone. I'm here. I'm going to be home. I got a meeting after this. Everybody's got this, that, and the other thing. But Friday, we're going to have dinner, and I got to leave soon. But um, but Sunday dinners are very important. Again, it's the, if it's nothing else, a time to take a deep breath, get together, and go. Oh, I, I think Farragama, so. How you been? <laughs> Farragama, right, Farragama said the the wine and the food is important to us. And it, it's, it brings everybody together. Mario Andretti's daughter, um, when, when uh, Mrs. Andretti passed away a few years ago, his daughter, daughter Barbie, she said, these things keep us together. They bring us together. I hope to do what my mom did, you know, with the, with the big meals and everybody coming in. Most of the Andrettis live in Nazareth, but Michael, and Michael lives in Indiana, but they, but they come, you know. Mm-hmm. And they've had a few passings over the years, too, so... Um, but they, they, they get together, and you see the big meal. And then that's just important. It's damn. I still remember the, 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 the food at my house, the nuts, you know, the walnuts and all that kind of stuff, and the, the conversation. And, God, I, I miss that. It's, all those weird things I wouldn't eat as a kid. Now I'm like, man, what I would do to go back and eat some of that goofy stuff. Yeah. Now I eat it, and I'm like, man, this was delicious. Where have you been all my life? Olives were a big one. took me forever to like olives, and now I can't get enough which, olives. Which ones? The stuffed ones, the green when I put they put like um what's the what's the garlic pro, um, yeah, well, uh, pro, the, the cheese those but the what's the pepper the the red peppers oh, um, I know what you're talking about oh god well the, the story is me. they're delicious and I can't eat enough of them and I think they're healthy for you anyway I forgot what, <laughs> I forgot what the heck it's called all right I know, so, and the black olives the ones that are wrinkled oh yeah you know the shriveled ones yes. whatever the Italian olives with the oregano and garlic and hot pepper man oh man and then the bread oh jeez I'm hungry I haven't eaten dinner yet so. palmetto. Pimento, pimento, something like pimento, that. Pimento, yeah. pimento. Pimento. Yeah. yeah. My, sure. my wife likes the one with the garlic. They're, those are good too. They're all good. I know. And I'm there's hungry. something called I really am Ca- Castle Vetrano. Uh, we're going to have them on the show. They're down the street, the Swickley Bridge Deli, something like that. I, I, it's right down the street from me. I go there all the time. Wonderful people. They have something called the Castle Vetrano Olives. Unbelievable. Bring them. Green. They're Bring green. them. Yeah, That'll yeah. be their sponsorship donation. Swickley Bridgeside. Swickley Bridgeside. <laughs> advertising. Swickley Bridgeside. Yeah, the great people. But All anyway. right, folks. Well, we are. This is the. And you know what? Here's the challenge with radio. With radio, we got to say goodbye. We have a time slot, and that is what it is. But again. Thank you all for listening, for tuning in on the radio. We are still going to be here at ItalianImpactWeekly.com. We will just not be on the radio. You can still listen to us online, streaming. Again, ItalianImpactWeekly.com. It's that easy. Go out to the website. You can't miss it. Always email us, questions at ItalianImpactWeekly.com. As always, we want to thank our sponsors, and we want to thank the folks here at Robert Morris University for allowing us to continue to use the studio. And always, we want to, we want to thank Joe Crazy Joe Bananas Hale. 
He is our editor. Appreciate what you do, Joe. And Claudio, yes, as always, like to give you the last word. And thank you, Steve, for having me be a part of this. And thank you, Joe. And uh, yes, uh, thank you to our great audience. And we appreciate uh, you guys following us and listening to us and continue to listen to us at uh, ItalianImpactWeekly.com. And as always, thank you, Mom and Pop.